0: everybody! Welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crip review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the Mostis, and today's episode is Season 6, Episode 1, Let the Punishment Fit the Crime. Today I have special guest host, Adami, back for the third time. Hi Adami! What's up? <laughs> Thanks for coming back on here.
1: Uh, it's always a pleasure to be back with the, with the hostess with the moist, mostest.
0: Yeah, the moistest.
1: The moistest. The hoistest with the moistest, as they would say with my with the New York accent. Yes. And now that I'm here, I should yeah, do the whole you're... show in like a thick New York accent.
0: Please don't. Like,
1: Catherine O'Hare, forget about
0: it. <laughs> in the last episode I did, actually, there was a part where the guy was like, forget. It was Frank Stallone, Sylvester oh. Stallone's brother. And he was like, forget about it. <laughs> I was like, stop. Poor,
1: poor Frank. That's a big shadow to live in.
0: Thanks for being on here. You're one of the people who have joined the Rare 3 Club, where they've been on here three times. There's not a whole lot of people who've done that.
1: Do I get robes? Do I get to, like, hang out with Alec Baldwin? Is this, like, the five-timers club at all?
0: Yes, I'll send you your special jacket. Nice.
1: Made from the flesh of various victims.
0: Yeah, it's it's not super warm. That's cool. Quite clammy, actually. But it's got a couple sewed-in pockets, so it's oh. kind of nice. Nice.
1: And nice. those
0: pockets are fur-lined, so those are warm.
1: I'll take it. I'll be expecting it. All (laughs) right.
0: So, again, this is Season 6, Episode 1, Let the Punishment Fit the Crime. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired October 31st, 1994. It was directed by Russell McCaughey, who also directed movies like Resident Evil Extinction, which I actually like that movie. A lot of people don't, but I liked it. The screenplay was by Ron Finley. It stars Catherine O'Hara, who we both love,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is I, why I asked you on here. I was to say, I feel like that's delight. why I'm here. <laughs> that's why you're here, yes. Because she is a gem and a delight and a treasure. That's and actually in my on, notes.
1: She's a national treasure.
0: Yes. She's been on movies like Home Alone, Beetlejuice, and recently on uh, TV's Shit's Creek. This episode also has Peter McNichol from movies like Ghostbusters 2 and TV's Ollie McBeal, Joseph Maher from movies like Sister Act, and Wesley Mann from TV's Alice in Wonderland.
1: Wesley Man from TV's Alice in Wonderland. It's a great credit. He,
0: he does a lot of small bits, and this one was like the most episodes. Which, he played the caterpillar, like in the nineties. But which one
1: was he in this episode?
0: The town folk guy that says it's such a strict tra- town. Was he the guy who
1: got his nose? The, the off? guy, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've recognized him from like. Way to, way to, like 50 way to
0: say it. Way to way to jump the gun there.
1: Sorry, no. it's not that
0: big a deal. But yes, he he loses his nose. His name in the show is Purdy Lee Dreyfus. Wow. Yep. Uh, we're going to the country on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead here and read the description of the episode on the back of the box. Season six, episode one Let the Punishment Fit the Crime. When they throw the book at you, remember to duck. A predatory lawyer gets some of her own treatment.
1: Oh, so I want to. One of my first notes, by the way, I'd like to point out was about the intro. And I don't know why, but mm-hmm. the thought popped into my head. Because you see the house, and it's like the stereotypical uber creepy on the hill in the storm in the middle of the night with lightning house with cobwebs and it's all decayed and i thought to myself i wonder what this house looked like in its heyday you know like six months after it was built who built it who wanted that house was it supposed to be creepy probably not it was probably supposed to be like this really nice country house somewhere but then they keep cooking you on the tour and they go down to the basement and like the banisters leading down to the basement are all like these screaming faces and i'm like no okay so it (laughs) couldn't have been just some like nice cool house like this was clearly designed to be a horrifying place. But then, like, yes. did they just wait for it to look decrepit? You know, like, how much of an investment was this? That's where my brain goes when I watch these intros.
0: Well, yeah, and how old was the house? And who's paying the mortgage on this house? Why hasn't this house been condemned? Why are the doors closed and boarded up? Why is it just so free and open? I Though, agree. technically, in like, because people wonder where the cryptkeeper is actually located, like, his crypt, right? Mm-hmm. But like in the movie um that I did recently or a while back Demon Night at the end I believe they're in Nebraska or somewhere mm-hmm. and then there's like a no Nevada I think it's Nevada. They show a grave and they go straight down to the grave and it goes into the crypt. Hmm. So, it's rumored at least through that kind of media that it's Nevada is where they're at.
1: Well, maybe this uh, is like his country house. I mean, when you're the yeah. creepkeeper, you don't you clearly don't have one residence, you know, you you move around a bit.
0: Yeah, maybe he's Depending connected to weather. all kinds of houses.
1: Well, if it gets too cold, I mean, he's got no insulation. He's got to he's got to move to somewhere warmer.
0: He doesn't feel anything except that's for crazy.
1: True. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> anyway,
0: so this opens up into the crypt keeper is down in his crypt, and he's on. He's like a reporter for the news for the CKNN, the Crypt Keeper News Network, and he's got some hair in this one, and mm-hmm. he's got a little suit on, and he has. I guess it's a, that's a letter opener. But that is a dangerous letter opener. It's got brass knuckles on it.
1: But, you know, I just realized there's some guy who, like, cued him in. The five, Mm -hmm. four, three, two. There's a That's a human being that just did that. So I'm like, does he work for the Crypt Keeper? Does the Crypt Keeper work for him? Do they both work for somebody else?
0: Well, again, in Demon Knight, in the beginning, he's directing. And there's other people around. So, like, people know him. He he does a lot of business deals. Mm. And so he brings in the episode. And I had a note. This cover for the EC comic that they drew is a bit suggestive. Considering the episode is nothing of the sort, What's
1: the cover? Uh, but so look, oh, like okay.
0: see, she's she's <laughs> oh, so it's damn. got like a judge right, and there's like one of those old scales, old scales are like you know you put some weight like on one side and weight on the justice, other and balance, yeah, yeah, and she's balancing. They have this woman balancing on one with her knee and the other with her foot, and things pulling on her. She's kind of like positioning her butt towards the judge's face, and then her her outfit's like real low cut.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
0: oh, okay, I, what's this supposed to be about? But then it has nothing to do with that. So I'm like, all right, well, But uh, we, we liked
1: it
0: anyway.
1: Huh? We liked it anyway.
0: Sure, yep.
1: When, when you're Catherine O'Hara, you don't need to sink to those levels.
0: That's true, she did not. So we open up the episode, and Catherine O'Hara is playing a personal injury lawyer named Geraldine Ferret. Everything's kind of dusty and country, yeah. and and she's stuck here in a town called Stooksville. Sticksville. I thought it was Stuke.
1: No, they literally correct her when she says it.
0: Stooksville. Sticksville.
1: Sticksville. Never
0: heard of it. Of course. Sticksville. <laughs> you're yeah. Are you ready for this? Driving an improperly licensed vehicle. Oh, come on. Well, then maybe they should spell it right. Because I... they spell it S-T-U-E-C-K.
1: We'll get it because she's out in Sticksville.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just their slang for it. And they just like to mess with her because she's from, not from there.
1: They're gaslighting her from the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And it's like one of those waiting rooms that you're in... On these old benches where people are waiting to go into court to get their punishment or their justice or case heard. Cause it's like a small claims court kind of thing. You know, it's just a bunch of people waiting around. There's an old fan like going. It's I kinda like how slow it looks and this water cooler is like really old.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's all shot from the floor. So you see all these shoes, like different kinds of shoes. Mm-hmm. And then you see this a really nice pair of heels, I like her heels, come walking into the room with another person, a guy leading her in because she's in trouble, unhooking her handcuffs, and it's Catherine O'Hara. Well, I Yay. think I think the
1: heels are important because, like, it just shows how much she stands out. You know, like, That's no true. one else has anything like that. And she's like, oh, crap, this girl does not belong there.
0: Even says, I think later, she drove in on, like, a Mercedes mm-hmm. or something. like that. It's She's like this sweet-talking, fast-moving lawyer, yeah. and she doesn't have time to be here. No.
1: Oh, yes, It's Catherine O'Hara, I would say a national treasure, but she's Canadian, so a Canadian national treasure. And I think everything should have more Catherine O'Hara in it.
0: Because she's in the middle of nowhere just passing through. Mm-hmm. And she gets pulled over because of her license plate. Yep. And now she's stuck here, so she's on the phone. She's noticing pictures on the walls of public executions that they had in 1911. Mm-hmm. What's it called when it's like a physical punishment? Corporal punishment? Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. I so think she like, you says just that a fine. Like, you
1: New get... York doesn't have that anymore.
0: I don't think a lot of people do. So then she's, you know, she's like, well, I'm here. I might as well do a little business since I'm waiting to get whatever from the judge. So she walks up to the guy who's in a wheelchair and he's pretty bad. Like no one's with him either.
1: Yeah, he's in a full body cast. He's
0: just full body cast. And she walks up to him and she gives him, she puts a card into his broken hand or broken arm. And she's like, if you need someone, I'm a lawyer. Hmm. I can help you. She's also known as like, I think people call her like an ambulance chaser. Like she's, she's not a very nice lawyer. Mm-mm. Uh, with the kind of work that she does, um, uh, where she kind of screws other people over and things and, um, like workers comp and malpractice suits and things like that.
1: Just a uh, no real sense of justice.
0: And the guy who she gives the card to looks terrified. hmm He doesn't, he's like, I don't want this card. Like, why are you gonna, He doesn't even talk or anything. Well, I wonder he's if like, I he's like, like, I wonder
1: hi. if he's like off going to report it.
0: That's true. Yeah, it could be. Cause he doesn't throw it away or anything. Not like he could really move his arm. Mm-hmm. He does kind of go around the corner. He just kind of you know, go around the corner and leave her there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it could be because shortly after that, that's how they know. So, yeah, okay. Now there's a guy who's sitting there in a suit, and they, the two cops come out to get him to bring him to the court, and he finds out what room he's going into. Courtroom B, I, which is apparently bad. No,
1: but it, I think the first thought popped to mind, he was
0: like, not courtroom
1: B, and I just kept imagining Nicolas Cage. You know, from The Wicker Man, not the bees, oh. not the bees. It just <laughs> Not the
0: bees. And this was like, not the, not courtroom bee.
1: I think things more. That's pretty I good. I think everything needs more Catherine O'Hara and Nicolas Cage. And bees. And bees. Just like the three of those things in a movie should be fantastic. But
0: yeah, So he's like, no, not courtroom bee. No, not the bees. And they take him away. And Catherine O'Hara sees this and she's sitting next to Wesley Mann's character, Purdy. She was like, what was that about? Why does he seem so terrified? Is this like a small court? And Wesley Mann's character is like, you know, you don't want to get that courtroom. They're really they're really harsh in their punishments and things in that. And he just keeps blowing his nose and he's all sad and upset and throws his nasty tissue on the floor. As yes, one does. What was his crime? It wasn't even that bad.
1: Oh, it was the odometer. He's put back an odometer.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: But I have thoughts about that. Should I tell them now because it has a little spoiler in it or go back? Oh, uh, yeah, that's
0: fine. Uh, yeah. So, so this guy, let, okay. let me just say this, this guy was in trouble because he was like a used car salesman or something and he would roll back the odometer Mm
1: -hmm. you know I I, I know where I'll put the thoughts in okay
0: okay Yeah. so you want to stop there no 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 no. I'll I'll
1: tell you what I'll I'll say it'll go better
0: okay so what are you up for
1: felonious auto sales
2: what you sold somebody a hot studebaker
3: (sighs) no I turned the odometer back on a car that I sold a guy
0: well that ought to get you 10 years
3: I hope so this is a very strict toad.
0: That guy, I believe Wesley Mann's character is called next yeah, on the speaker. courtroom Yes, courtroom aide. I like the speaker. It's mm-hmm. like a really old, like little amp on the side of the wall. Yeah. So he starts like hyperventilating. <laughs> and she's like, oh God. And then she gives him an extra tissue. She's like, you don't want to be all gross in front of the judge and blowing your nose. Mm-hmm. He's like, cool. Mm-hmm. So that's like her one nice redeeming thing she does. Mm hmm. And so she looks at this other picture, which is kind of cool. She sees this picture on the wall, and it's another public execution from 19, and then the date is smeared out, the last two numbers. And you see these people, and they're all around this person being hanged, and then to the right, there's the people in a car in the picture. So it's not like an old picture.
1: But I love the fact that it looks like an old picture. Like, whatever year this was clearly taken, the picture does not look like a picture taken that year. Like, it looks like it's from the 20s or something.
0: It was definitely Photoshopped. Oh, yeah. You can see on the right there how it's like they their clothes are so much clearer compared to the other clothes. Yeah. So it's like these random people that were it's it's more recent than it normally would have been. Yeah. Like she's like that's weird, okay? And then they don't have the date, so she's like, all right, well.
1: But then she's like, this oh is a snap! Really strange a town. modern car.
0: <laughs> and so then from behind she gets grabbed and it's by it's scared and it's by Peter McNichol who horrible toupee on his hair, which has a purpose. <laughs> but I was head. like, it's
1: Janosch. From Ghostbusters. It is
0: Janosch.
1: And you didn't mention that, but the the guy from Sophie's Choice, one of the best, oh, okay, one of the yeah. most famous Meryl Streep movies. He was like the the like he was like one. Well, he's like the protagonist. He's actually the star of Sophie's Choice.
0: Can you believe I haven't seen that? I love Meryl Streep.
1: It's a really depressing movie. Um, you That's don't why need I haven't to see seen it. Anything. Unless you really want <laughs> to see her performance, but it's it's he's the protagonist. He's fantastic, and it's Meryl Streep and Kevin Kline, and they're both amazing. Anyway,
0: those are all good actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really should see it but part of me is like do i maybe if on a day like like do i want to cry okay i'll sit down the
1: choice scene Soapy's is, is choice. immense but the rest of the movie is just like <clears throat> normal sad
0: mm. yeah but yeah so peter mcnichol Yanosh, is there and he's in a horrible suit i don't know his bow tie is kind of cute yeah but he's in this suit with all, like stripes and checkers and uh this horrible toupee and he's gonna be her lawyer he's gonna be her um her like a- appointed attorney that you get when you don't have public one. defender Yes, public defender, thank you. I'm that That's word. why I'm really here. Yes. But yeah, so she he's explaining what he's, that he's going to be her public defender. And she saw like, I am a lawyer, so I don't need you. Thank you. You're going to make it worse if we do that. Mm-hmm. And he tries to explain, like, you know, I know what it's like here. I know how to talk to the judges. So now she's smoking and she's on her very, ch- like, not super chunky, but fairly chunky cell phone. Typical
1: 90s cell phone, like early 90s.
0: The kind I used to have as, like, a toy mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Yep. And so now her name gets called.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they go into that same, the courtroom A. And as they do, Purdy, the guy played by Wesley Mann, is being dragged out. He got a punishment. He's freaking out. And as he gets dragged out of the courtroom, he's holding his nose with his tissue. Like he's freaking out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: grabbing his nose. And she walks in like, okay, this is weird. And there's really not that many people in this courtroom at all.
1: No, there's like just two people There are people two guys out. just
0: watching. Yeah, two guys just watching. There's no jury. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there it's usually all down to isn't. Unless, it, there's no jury unless you go to trial. Like, in cases like this, there's no jury.
0: Even in, like, really small.
1: Yeah, because, like, I remember school? I had to go somewhere. I can't remember why. Like, some kind of extremely high speeding <laughs> ticket or something like that. I had to go to court.
0: Oh, my God, stop.
1: For some reason. And, yeah, there was no jury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, this episode should really speak
0: Anywho. to you. Anywho. <laughs> this episode should what?
1: Really speak to you.
0: Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Just so everybody knows what was it 15 years ago that you haven't dropped it, it, it the, the time a is not a, a, the, t- the
1: time is not important <laughs> but don't we don't had a ticket,
0: kind of because of me because we were young and stupid and it was in the middle of springfield so, he had to go back to court to I, actually out. i believe
1: it i believe it was sticksville
0: so anyway so she's in the courtroom and the judge who is judge number one from sister act yes from sister act yes he was the bishop I like the courtroom. I like the wood and it's very like country kind of. I'm expecting someone to walk around like a big guy with a cloth wiping the sweat off his mm-hmm. brow.
1: Like a like what an, was that, inherit the fan? wind. Like a manual fan? What are those things called?
0: Yeah, like real slowly just yeah. doing nothing. Doing yeah. nothing in the courtroom. Just making it hotter. Mm-hmm. And so behind her in walks uh, Peter McNichol, who his, yes, Janusz, his character is Austin Haggard.
1: And he wants to, so they want to, like, give her, an, like, a, a plea bargain. They're like, she pleads guilty, and they give her a reduced sentence. That's their original offer.
0: Yes. And at first, it was supposed to be, like, they said T- 10. And she 10. was like, yeah, she was like, okay, 10 bucks, that's fine, whatever. And he's like, no, not $10, 10 lashes. Hi.
2: I talked to the judge. Well, we hit him on a good day. He's agreed to decrease the sentence to misdemeanor public nuisance. Decrease it. <clears throat> Okay, fine, fine. What's it going to cost me? Ten. All this bullshit for ten bucks? Here, keep the change. Not ten dollars, Miss Farrah. Ten lashes. They can flail you now, and you can be on your way. As soon as you regain consciousness, of course.
0: What the hell? Are you nuts? I would be the same, too. First of all, I'd be looking around like, is this a joke? Is this one of those, like, camera things?
1: I did love when he was was like, (laughs) and then you can just leave. Once you've regained consciousness, of course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> at least can I get some cream on my back? Like you're not just gonna kick me out? Nah.
1: No KY jelly. No aloe vera. Nothing. Just, just go.
0: Why would you put KY jelly on it?
1: I don't know. I was thinking aloe vera, and I thought KY jelly at first. Catherine <laughs> O'Hara can get into some sick stuff, you know. She, she can mm-hmm. get crazy, you know, and I'm, I'm sure of it.
0: So the reason she got pulled over, the license plate, it's a, it's a New York license plate that says "Sue M." Sue M. But him. it's spaced out. Sue Em, yeah. Sue Em. S-U-E space E-M. I don't even know if this was a rule at the time in the 90s, but apparently only certain officials can have five letters on their license plate, and she obviously is not one of those officials, and so she got pulled over. Which is kind of weird because, first of all, it's not like she could have ordered it online. So any place she would have went to to get this license plate, she would have had to verify that before she even got the license plate.
1: Sounds like she needed you as her lawyer
0: janusz uh ends up freaking out and leaving he's like hang on i'll be right back i got some stuff to go get it'll be fine so then she starts defending herself and what she points out is that that space counts as a letter so it's actually six so she is fine mm-hmm. so then austin or peter mcnichol comes running back in and he gives him gives the judge another file and in this file is tabloids
1: that she's made over the yeah years. her head
0: her headlines and these tabloids these tabloids and you can see like on the top it talks about like someone's been kidnapped by aliens and oh I just caught that one I wonder if they're talking about do you see that bottom one it says uh was Mm -hmm. Romeo a child molester oh good lord they're talking about Romeo and Juliet right
1: I would imagine so because
0: technically I mean
1: um I think she was supposed to be like 13 or 14 or something
0: well Romeo I think was like 17 and she was like 13
1: you know you gotta you gotta get it where you can get it
0: which also kind of or a puppy where you are?
1: Yeah, I'm in my apartment, man. So, like, when someone wants to walk their dogs, they walk their dogs. I, I cannot control real excited. it, unfortunately.
0: I was <laughs> so, like, did you get a puppy? I wasn't aware you had puppies. unfortunately, no. I wish. Yeah, so, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Though it does make sense in the sense of Romeo and Julia, Juliet, which it's not my favorite, but the fact that they kill each other so stupidly mm-hmm. at the end, it's like, yeah, because they're teenagers.
1: Yeah, they're, they're young and dumb. <laughs>
0: Everything's end-all, be-all for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so basically in her Catherine Rojero's tabloid line, it's a lawyer gives pacemaker heart attack. Yeah,
1: because so I guess she, she has a long history suing or shutting down pacemaker companies or something like that. So
3: you were the lawyer who took down MediHeart?
2: Yeah, 56 million. Not a bad payday.
3: Amazing. Thank you. As a jury could fall for such a load of garbage.
2: Hey, I proved my case, And my clients were victims of a callous medical
3: establishment. In 10 years of use outside the laboratory, the cardi Talk 7 pacemaker never failed, ever.
2: Ah, uh, that's irrelevant. We all know mechanical devices break. We, uh, we provided the jury with a range of psychological proofs that the wearers of the Medihart
0: pacemaker, my clients, burdened with that knowledge,
2: uh, suffered life-shortening daily trauma.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she's been messing over companies with pacemakers who are actually helping people. And because she's shutting down these companies, I guess people who need pacemakers are not getting what they are supposed to get, or she probably figured there's a lot of money to get from these companies. So if she could find some sort of way of flipping the script around and making enough of a argument against these companies, she could get some money out of them, no matter who she screws over or patients, doctors, people who've put the research in.
1: Sounds like a lawyer to me.
0: Yeah, I used to want to be a lawyer until I found out what lawyers do.
1: It's a great story. It's true.
0: I mean, I was like seven at the time, ah. so my worldview wasn't that big. So I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I like courtrooms and stuff. I that like looks arguing. Cool. Yeah, sure.
1: I-, I shut down my and... little brother all the time. I can do that for a living. <laughs>
0: And I wanted to be like a good lawyer, though. And then I found out that sometimes you get set on cases where you're like the defender and the person's not always innocent. And then I'm like, how can I deal with that if I'm trying to get this person off? But I know, you know, but then I didn't realize at the time there was other laws you can practice. You don't necessarily have to do criminal law. Yeah. Or things like that. But then by then I was like, ooh, marine biologist. And then it just kind of started going (laughs) science. And then that's where I ended up.
1: It took you where you needed to be.
0: What did you want to be as a kid?
1: I wanted to be a pilot. Oh yeah. Yeah, I still kind of want to be a pilot sometimes, but not like a domestic pilot. Just like I think I wanted to join the air force at one point. Like I remember mm-hmm. being in school as a kid, like looking up in the library, like different books on like fighter jets. Just really into mm-hmm.
0: that. Have you ever tried flying? No,
1: it's really expensive. Uh, but one oh, day, to be I like a money,
0: Groupon or something. Eh,
1: one day when I have money, I actually do want to take flying lessons.
0: Cool. You'll be very expen- uh, expend, or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh. I'll keep you around for the apocalypse. You can fly us out of the place. There you go. Valuable. Yeah. <laughs> Valuable. Thank you. She gets her sentence and it's a hundred lashes. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, oh, she's going to be dead. Like her back will be hamburger by time they are done. Yep. <laughs> and so they come and they drag her away.
1: And she's, and she's kicking she's of course, and screaming. And-
0: yes. And she's, of course, upset because she's like, okay, first of all, this is unreal. Like that this would even be happening.
1: And all of the span of like 10 minutes... Arrival to losing your case to getting a hundred lashes and like your punishment's about to be carried out within ten minutes.
0: yeah, there's no like trying to get an appeal or anything yeah. like that. They're just like, nope, this is what happens. let's go. Mm-hmm. So they take her downstairs and everything's covered in wood. I like the set for this uh, episode because yeah. it kind of eventually starts seeming like a maze mm. the way that they're dragging her around it's just like a haunted house kind of thing yeah, I can connected see that. with courtrooms. And so she comes downstairs and there's Wesley Mann's character. And he's turned around holding his nose. And so he turns around and she sees that he has had his nose ripped off or cut off. Mm -hmm. And it's a really bad graphic. Mm -hmm. It's not great. It happens really quick. And it's... They've done better work on some of these episodes. I'm not sure if they just ran out of money or something with this one, but maybe it's just 90s. For 90s, I guess it wasn't too bad.
1: I gotta tell you, he's taken it well. He's crying a little bit, but he's standing and he's conscious like conscious right after having his nose cut off
0: yeah and you could see down in like down near yeah, like it. and it's only for like a split that second that should be
1: physically traumatic like he should be completely unconscious or something mm-hmm. like just from the shock of that happening
0: and this is probably when you could start to tell that maybe there is something more supernatural sure going on the fact that he's taken it so well yeah he's so, and he can like so perfectly talk his nose he's
1: like uh, they took my yeah. nose yeah
0: and so now they turn her down a corridor and it's leading to this prison cell and they're going to give her her lashes or whatever, her punishment. And all of a sudden, Peter McNichols' character runs down.
2: Good news, Miss Ferret. The judge looked up the state code. Your license plate has six digits after all, exactly like you said. Your case has been thrown out. I told you I'd get you off. You little turd! I had this thing beat until you showed up with that file folder. How dare you go dig it through my car! You stink, you hear me? You're a nag
0: on his way to the glue factory. I'd rather be dead than you. And then yeah, she pushes him up against the wall, which right there you probably get in trouble for assault, but That's kind of where I thought to it was gonna go there. too,
1: but they went a different direction.
0: Yeah. So now she goes to leave. She's I think she's yeah, she's lost a shoe. She's gone to leave, and then that's when the card that she gave the guy in the wheelchair gets presented in front of her face. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, you're not allowed to do that. You can't make an offer as a lawyer to someone who already has representation. Yeah. And I'm like, that's stupid.
1: Here's my thoughts that I was going to give you earlier, because it would all been all spoilery. So the other guy, what's his name from Alice in Wonderland? Purdy?
0: (laughs) <laughs> Wesley Mann's character, but, uh, Purdy, Purdy I yeah, let's think his Let's name? Call,
1: call him Purdy. So he, he's there, he's like, I set back the odometer, but they cut his nose off, and we're like, why would that fit the crime? So I realized, she's, she got off for her original crime, which is the auto thing also, and now she's actually getting in trouble for something that happened in the courtroom, where she gave out her card, and the last thing he did was he took his tissue and he threw it on the floor. So I'm wondering, it's like, maybe he got off for the odometer thing, but then they're like, hey, remember you threw your tissue with your nose snot on it on the floor that's littering, and now we're going to take your nose for that.
0: That could be something, because, yeah, then they're just like, well, if, maybe if we take your nose, you won't need to do that anymore. But like,
1: that way, like, it fits the crime more, you know? Yeah. Now, because, like, you know, now we can't blow his nose and throw the tissues around. I'm a genius. Because, yeah, I'm not sure
0: how that would fit it unless it was like, you're rolling back the odometer, so we're going to take something from you. Yeah. But really. I,
1: no, I, th- I think that's the I only way think... it really makes sense. Is that. Yeah, that...
0: that would make sense. It's a good catch. Yeah. What's up? So, yeah, she's in trouble because she tried to get rep- represent someone who had already had someone to do their case, which I think is really stupid mm-hmm. because how would you know unless you asked? I think he
1: told her. All right.
0: He think, didn't say anything. I, more, I, maybe, I, I, don't,
1: I remember she said something like, if you have a lawyer, like dump them or something like that. Like there was some kind oh. of statement where there was some, I don't know. There was something though. I remember.
0: Cause it's like how else, I mean, but if you have a card, you just hand people your card. Yeah. That shouldn't even be a problem. Like, it's like, now you're just trying to grasp at straws.
1: Are you trying to tell me that to this throw... town is crazy?
0: I know. Right. So now she gets dragged into a second courtroom. And it's funny because the running joke is Peter McNichol, his character is always like, oh, this judge is even more conservative. Mm -hmm. And so they go into the second courtroom. It's the same guy, but he's playing judge number two, Mm -hmm. uh, Joseph Maher. And so we're back in the courtroom. There's fans. I like how the jury chairs are all stacked up in the corner. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. They're like, we don't need no jury. There's no jury. They're
1: like, we haven't had one of these in forever.
0: And now, I don't know if this was any different than before, but it's definitely more apparent that there are cobwebs yeah. and things. It's it's darker, it's
1: more sinister.
0: So things are, are getting worse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As it goes on, like the camera angles kind of get a little different mm-hmm. where it's shot, like, I guess it's like, I guess it's Dutch angles or something. Yeah. So it kind of makes it a little more confusing.
1: Well, yeah, it kind of had that so, disorienting us effect.
0: Mm-hmm. So Peter McNichol's trying to plead her case. He's got little notes. Your Honor,
2: my client is the actual victim here. As a child, she was psychologically abused by her entire family. She repressed these horrors until recently. And this inner turmoil made her act irrationally on the occasion in question.
3: What a load of guilty as charged. (laughs) You ready for sentencing?
2: Is that your strategy? Are you crazy? I believe you used the same defense yourself on a number of occasions. I guess I just did not do it right. I am sorry. Oh. At this time, I would ask for a sentence of, of public service.
3: No, no, no. Not of chance. Prisoner is to be pilloried. For a period of one year pilloried
2: god says you gotta appeal there, there was no due process really miss ferret don't you think you ought to just quit
1: while you're ahead i'd like to point out that it this didn't make sense to me until the ending but just as like a foreshadowing what does he keep trying to get her for, as her punishment the lawyer
0: i think just whatever little public service it's always
1: public service
0: Oh, yeah, it's true. Single,
1: every single trial she goes in, he argues vastly for, or he very strongly argues for public service, which I didn't pay any attention to, but eventually I was like, oh, okay.
0: I like immediately, as he hits the gavel down, she just grabs Peter McNichol. So she gets sentenced to the gallows. i trying it's to like, it's for, a, I think oh. she said like
1: a year. It was one year.
0: That's right, a year. Yeah, so the gallows for a year, which, no thank you. I mean, I think, uh, I assume
1: at some point she's got to go to the bathroom.
0: Well, they just set a bucket under her.
1: But, yeah, or eat? I don't know, man. It just seems horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just feed her from there. True. My back would be killing me. Like, I think that's the point. I can't. I know, but a year is a lot. I
1: think like an hour is a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't think they ever did it all that long. I think it was usually like a couple days, and then usually by then the person's passed out half yeah. of it. So now they take her into one of the jail cells, and I kind of like this room because it looks like an old almost medieval like it's got like hay or something on the ground and all these different torture devices Uh and she gets put in the gallows and so she's got her hands through the slot thing and then her head and they lock her in there and she's bent over in her and i think they have her feet changed too
1: Uh, i don't know yeah but they're pretty far apart looks like
0: it but it's like if she got out she wouldn't be able to just like run So she's in there, and there's, like, statues and torture devices, and she's like, great.
1: And that's when I started getting, that's when, at least to me, I started picking up the supernatural stuff. I didn't pick it up with uh, with the nose thing. I picked it up here.
0: I mean, now I see it, but I think, yeah, up until this, I think I still wasn't, I still wasn't sure where this was going to go. And that's when she starts hearing voices. These people come out, and this is when you're like, oh, okay, well, she's obviously, I mean, the name of the episode is Let the Punishment Fit the Crime, but she's obviously paying for whatever she Mm -hmm. did, because these people are dead. Yeah.
3: This ain't scary. <laughs> scary is not being able to get a pacemaker because you sued the company into bankruptcy and then having to spend my life savings on surgeries instead. Uh, uh,
0: or dying because you can't afford a doctor because the doctor has to charge so much to pay for his malpractice
2: insurance.
3: <laughs> Who are you? What do you want? <laughs> Oh, a pound of flesh. You.
0: So the one guy is a patient, an older man with a patient or like a patient. he's in a hospital gown and he's got a hole through his chest with like broken ribs and stuff. So he's mad so he's coming up to her. These people are I think the the dead people are kind of cool looking. Yeah. The next one's a woman and I like the woman. She looks like she's been like in a burn accident or something.
1: See, I thought she looked a little too, like, stereotypical ghostly.
0: Yeah, but I kind of liked it. I, uh, I'll tell you why here in a second. Okay. So then it shoots over real quick, too, from her to a man who's in a suit. And I think his, gra- his, his makeup's probably the best. Yeah, his
1: looks ridiculous.
0: Where he's been, like, in an accident, and his arm is twisted up back around his neck. And it's all bloody, and he's all dead-looking, and he's coming up to her, too. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty freaky. Yeah. But it cuts back to the woman. And she's all mad, too. And then there's this part here that's cool where she reaches out to grab her face. And that's what I liked about the woman.
1: Oh, because she, yeah, she, yeah.
0: She, yeah, she's got like a claw hand. And I thought that was like her bones and stuff, like kind of like a skeleton hand comes out and touches her. And then she's got like these nails and stuff. And I thought that was a, a neat touch. And so they're getting closer and closer to her. And she's, she closes her eyes. She's like, oh, my God. And then when she opens them, they're gone. And Peter McNichol's standing there.
1: Yeah, and you're like, did this really happen? Or is she just losing her mind?
0: Yeah, but see, so by then I was like, okay, this is definitely going to be something. Yeah. So he pulls her out from the gallows and she's going to go to another court hearing. is this like an appeal? Yeah, it was an appeal. I th- Yeah, he was able to get the judge to listen. And now it's even more of a maze type setting. And there's these old wooden doors. And I really like, I just like how it's set up.
1: No, visually, I thought the courtroom so, like underneath, like once they go underground, it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. So now they're underground and it's this really small courtroom.
1: hmm It's like a really, it feels like a Tim Burton courtroom, you know, like with really weird like measurements and designs and like the, uh, like the perspective is really messed up.
0: It almost looks like they're in an old like shipping container that they turned into. Hmm. Because this time uh, Peter McNichol's like, yeah, this judge is even more conservative.
1: He's the the most conservative.
0: Yeah, he's the most. And it's the same guy. And she's like, no, something's definitely wrong. We're not doing this. And so he brings her closer and there's no seats or anything. And this is just a bare room and small little stairs, and the bailiff guy, and then the same judge. And this is where he gets her off for public service.
1: Uh, yeah. So, because yeah, he, he they says, decide... like, can I approach the bench? And he, like, makes a sneaky deal. Because, you like, you don't hear what's yeah. said. He just comes back with, oh, okay, I understand, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Peter McNichols like, let me let me please your case. And so he climbs up onto the tiny stairs, and, yeah, they do some whispering stuff. And that's when he's like, uh, I got you off for public service. You're going to go home and, she's like,
1: and uh, do public service.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and she's like home. Great home. Awesome home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds good. Little does she know. Yeah, so she goes to leave. Yeah, she just takes off running as soon as she finds out. She's still only got like one heel on. So when she opens that wooden door to leave the courtroom, it takes her straight into a room with an electric chair. There's no more corridor. This is definitely when you'd be like, okay, well, there's definitely something. Here's the big twist or whatever.
1: Well, you could tell. It's so the she climax, walks
0: in. Yeah. yeah, she walks in. There's a electric chair. An electric chair there. And uh, Peter McNichol comes in. And she tries to leave, and she can't, because now the people that she screwed over, the dead people, are there. The guy with the heart missing is at the head of the electric chair, and it's a pretty old-looking electric chair. Mm
1: Oh yeah, that's like Um, that's like like classic, like almost probably as soon as probably the first model, first edition.
0: Yeah, it's got like the little hat thingy on it, and Peter McNichol excitedly jumps into the electric chair. Mm -hmm. And all the ghouls start like putting the things on him and the hat and everything. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. I'm, I'm done. And he's excited. He's like, yeah, it's doing." It. He rips off his toupee. And I was like, good. I thought that was fake. Cause I was like, maybe I'm just being mean.
1: No, but I love it. She, but but it she was like, I thought I was going to go home. And he's like, you are home.
0: Yeah. So now she's home. She So it's basically right here is when I was like, oh, okay. So that's going to switch. Yeah. So Peter McNichol he gets electrocuted and all that stuff. They pull the switch. The guy with the one hand pulls the switch, which is kind of funny.
1: Oh, I didn't notice
0: that. And the other people had two hands, but it's like nah. So he gets electrocuted. It's all steamy and smoky and with a lot of lights. And then it cuts to him dead, and then back to her. And now she kind of looks horrible. <laughs> well, it's
1: weird. Is it kind of revealed that like his his like his suit and toupee was like almost like a third character not a third but like another yes. character and like that's like that was the punishment so like I think that's why the toupee was so obviously horrible and the suit was so weird like it had needed to stand out so like when she had donned it at the end like it was the clearly the transfer of the role
0: well I think too in the beginning when she asked him about I think she asked him about his suit and he was like oh this is standard lawyer wear or whatever Oh, like, I
1: didn't catch that part. so I think
0: it's just so it's just like that's what he gets So basically, like what it is, is Peter McNichols' character did something bad himself. This is some sort of purgatory... Well, he said. Types. um, He
1: says he was the exact same way, but worse. He would like just buy off the juries and like all that stuff. So he was essentially like a worse version of her. Because I remember... at the Uh,
0: Well, that would... Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if he Mm -hmm. bought off the juries and that's why he kind of went up there and talked with the... He probably made some sort of deal. Yeah.
1: And that's probably why he was pushing for public service the entire time because that was his out... He was like, if I can mm-hmm. get her to public service, I'm free. I can die
0: finally. Hard telling him how long he's been there. Yeah. But yeah, so he was like a, a lawyer that got punished himself mm-hmm. and was set as being a public defender for however Because remember at the very beginning, so it was like
1: he went to Harvard. Remember? Yeah. So I mean, you think to yourself, well, why is a Harvard graduate lawyer there doing <laughs> public defender work? And now you realize.
0: Maybe that. he's just really nice. He's got a heart of gold.
1: <laughs> but it's cool because like, I, I remember watching this episode. I'm like, this is kind of a silly... Episode, but then you, when you're finished, like you look back, oh, actually, there was a lot of cool like setup and foreshadowing, yeah, like much more clever than I originally thought it was.
0: I also kind of thought like it's a little more straightforward of an episode, but really, there are a lot of little hints and things. So now she has the terrible toupee and the glasses and a skirt suit Mm -hmm. that's actually kind of short. That's a very Uh, short
1: skirt, but she's got like she's got like like lining, you know, pantyhose or whatever on.
0: Okay, I just thought maybe her legs were super white, they're not that white. (laughs) <laughs> and she's got like the little bow tie, and now she's the new public defender.
3: It is this court's opinion that while your client is an unmitigated scum bucket, her skills are worthwhile and should be put to work for the public wheel. Now, I hereby sentence you to return home to do public service for a time yet to be specified.
2: Let's get out of here before he changes his mind. I thought this was a way out. It is. No! Ah! Uh,
3: welcome back, Chair. I ah! had a feeling we might bump into you again.
1: And this time, <laughs> you're
0: gonna get what you deserve.
1: No, I'm not supposed to get the chair! Come on, <laughs>
2: have a seat. <laughs> no, the judge! The judge said I get to go home to public service. Isn't that what he said? Yes! Get out of my way! Oh! Strap me down, boys! What are you doing? I'm getting out of Sticksville for good. Yeah, I thought I'd be stuck here forever till you came along. What? In my day, I got off more big-time dirt bags with a slap on the wrist than a low-life ambulance chaser like you could count. We didn't use any cheese ball victim defense, either. We just bought the jury. But, but I get to go home and, and do public service, right? You are home, counselor. And I'd rather be dead than you.
0: <laughs> Boys! No! And this is her punishment. <laughs> yeah, she just looks around and she's like, what? just screams. Starts spinning around, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: I think she looks so I think dirty. that might be the worst <laughs> acting I've seen from Catherine O'Hara. Just that scream at the end. It's like, no! Yeah. Can we cut now? <laughs> Please, can we cut now? I have to fill like, home She's like getting out of this
0: horrible outfit. She's like, I got other movies to be. In. Like, I got to go
1: do uh, this Christopher Guest movie. I haven't heard of, but it's gonna be great.
0: Yeah, because this is a few years after she did Home Alone. Yeah, and Home Alone 2, I think so. And
1: just Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone two probably would have been. Yeah, I don't know how they like why she did this. To be honest with you, maybe it was just for fun. Because she don't know. was big. Like, she did Beetlejuice and Home Alone, so she was big.
0: I mean, it could just be for fun. I think some yeah. people—you can definitely tell in some of the episodes that some of the actors had a good time, just being kind of comical and oh, yeah. weird. Yeah, that's true. And just wanted to have, you know, do like Whoopi Goldberg when we did that's the one true. episode. She had fun. That's true.
1: Yeah, and Catherine Harris was great. Uh,
0: yeah, like Whoopi even makes a cameo in the movie uh, "Tales from the Crypt: Bordello of Blood." She's like a patient in the hospital, oh, no. so like she she liked doing it. So like, yeah. So I mean, it, it wasn't bad, but yeah, that last part ending ah. was like a little weak. <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> or maybe
1: she's like, I guess I have to act scared, but I guess I get to be a lawyer forever now. Woo!
0: She should have did the same scream that she did when she found out she left Kevin at home. Kevin? Yeah, on the airplane. She should just grab it. And, yeah. yeah. So that's the end of the episode. So then it cuts back to the Crypt Keeper, and he is still doing the news. Mm. <laughs> He's got the close-up of her nerdy face kind of upset.
1: Oh, he killed the guy. And then okay. see,
0: yeah, he killed the guy. So... <sighs> He kills the guy who was running the network. So, see, he can't make a business deal for too
1: long. Yeah, poor business guy. That,
0: uh, that cool brass knuckle letter opener is in his back. And as you watch, you can see little blood squirting out.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. That's cute.
0: Cryptkeeper, you're so punny. And the best Cryptkeeper pun is...
2: In the news tonight, Wolfman bites dog. Vampires say life sucks. Mummy takes the rap after years in denial. And illiterate zombies insist they're better dead than red.
0: That is the end of the episode here. So what did you think all in all?
1: I actually, I, I liked it, I think after it finished and I got to reflect on it a bit more because I was like, oh, like I said, it was actually much more clever uh, and well structured uh, than I thought it was going in. Because like as I was watching and I was like, this is OK, like I love Catherine O'Hara, but like this is kind of dumb. And then, like, it builds on itself. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, like, I I don't think it was until I was just talking to you right now that I was realizing about the guy who threw the tissue down. That, like, maybe that's why he got his nose cut off because of that. And, like, you have to do some, like, thinking to get there. You have to realize that, like, she got her original case dropped, but then was actually being punished for something that happened in the courtroom. And so maybe that's why. So, like, I don't know. I thought it was actually more clever. Maybe maybe I'm giving it more credit than it deserves. But uh, I thought it was more clever and well written. Uh, than I did as I was watching it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was clever. The acting was a little wooden. Yeah, of course. But I did really like the set pieces and the twist was kinda of fun, even though it towards the end you kinda of can see it coming, but I didn't um, see
1: that twist coming. I didn't see that he was trying to escape the whole time. You know, Yanosh.
0: So I didn't see that till the end but like once he got excited about the electric chair, I was like, oh she's gonna get his Oh job. yeah,
1: but that's like in a matter of like four seconds. Yes, Trouble. I can see the I can see but the I mean, twist coming four seconds before they reveal it I consider that a successful <laughs> twist
0: yes it was good it's just I don't know if I would necessarily remember this one for too yeah, long
1: I got you there or
0: like recommend it unless it was like someone who just like Catherine O'Hara which or something really be should like, oh, yes. be everyone yeah what's wrong with you if you don't see and
1: if they had ooh, what if the judge was played by Eugene Levy just three Eugene Levies. uh that would have been so I much don't know, I think
0: Joseph Maher did a good he job. did a
1: great job but I-, I just love Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara together
0: there is a couple IMDb trivias here. So, it, okay. So we call it the gallows, mm. but actually I guess it's called, pillory. it's known as a pillory. Yeah. So a pillory is a wooden framework with holes for the head and hands in which an offender was imprisoned and exposed to public abuse. So yeah, because back then it was like you could throw tomatoes and stuff at them and spit on them, I guess.
1: Okay. Which I guess she was getting with the with the dead people, like they were publicly abusing That's her. That's true, her.
0: yeah. Like touching her and messing with her and mm-hmm. stuff. And then the title, uh, Let the Punishment Fit the Crime, comes from a song from the comic opera The Mikado with music by Arthur Sullivan and lyrics by W.S. Gilbert. The song details the unique punishments for crimes doled out by the Lord High Executioner of the play. Mm. That's the end of Season 6, Episode 1, Let the Punishment Fit the Crime. The next episode is Season 6, Episode 2, Only Skin Deep. Adami, thank you so much for being on here today. You are so
1: welcome. I am generally happy to share my genius my brilliance my magnificence
0: and thank you all for downloading and listening to this episode you can like rate review subscribe you can follow me on facebook on twitter uh at gek podcast or at GEC podcast please leave a five-star review on podcast republic itunes or facebook and i'll read it on the podcast and again thank you all so much for listening supporting the good evening kitties podcast and have a good one Bye. bye
2: I just had quite a scare. I
1: actually thought my heart was beating.